Welcome to the Still Study Podcast, episode number 39. I am your host, grateful and appreciative here on this March weekend, March 19th, 2022. So grateful that you're joining me here today. Again, episode number 39, going to hit 40 next week. It's the Minka Fitzpatrick episode and how fitting being that safety is still a position that the Steelers need to address in free agency. We're going to get into that in a lot more after what was a highly active, busy first week of free agency for your Pittsburgh Steelers. And unprecedented. Kevin Colbert and company were getting after it and we're going to get after it with you Today, as we cover all the signings and all the former Steelers who have signed elsewhere here on the Still Study Podcast. Again, let me express my gratitude to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being a supporter of the Still Study. It truly does mean the world to me. Thank you for that. This is a passion of mine, covering the Steelers, writing about them doing the sessions in the podcast and it means the world to me when you read listen and share my work with your family and friends asking please continue to do that and you let me know how I can help you I am here to help you if you want to see something covered on the site you want to see an article if you want to see a topic covered on the session or the podcast let me know and I will make it happen we can connect one of three ways you can comment directly on the articles at the bottom of the page, you can send me an email at thestillstudy at gmail.com. And you can also give me a follow on Twitter at Still Study. Would love to connect with you. Every Saturday, I do the Steelers Saturday Mailbag, where your feedback, questions, comments drive the show. New edition of the bag is up today, so check that out. It's episode 260 of the study session. It's a lot of fun. When I get to answer your questions. So be sure to check that out as well. Maybe we'll get you on next week's edition of The Bag. And then finally, I got to give a shout out to my man, Jim Wexel, who has covered the Steelers since 1995. I do a podcast with him. We're doing every other week recording during the offseason. We will be recording next week. We have a very special guest. You're going to want to stay tuned and check that out. But Jim is one of the goats of covering the Steelers. Super insightful, super knowledgeable. Our podcast, the Steel City Insider podcast, is linked in the show notes, so be sure to check that out. And so here we go. What a busy, unprecedented week for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We had two signings on the offensive line. James Daniels. From the Bears, Mason Cole from the Vikings, bolstering the interior of the offensive line. They still may not be done there. They resigned Chukawama Okorafor to a three-year deal, something that I was advocating for. I was glad to see that that happened. We saw signings of Levi Wallace, cornerback, probably going to be their third guy 
Kello Witherspoon was resigned. Happy to see that. Both of those guys signed to two-year deals. Miles Jack, inside linebacker, was released by the Jaguars, and the Steelers gobbled him up. I believe his contract, two years, $16 million. So again, the Steelers, highly, highly active in free agency, and they're not done yet. And oh yeah, didn't even mention the signing of Mitchell Trubisky, a signing which at first I wasn't very enthralled about. In fact, I was a bit disappointed. But if you listen to the bag, I go into that a little bit more. I looked at the positive side of Trubisky earlier this week on one of the sessions. You could check that out. He's a bridge guy. He's not brought in with the thought of him being an elite talent. That's not his purpose. His purpose is to keep the seat warm while a rookie gets ready to take over this franchise. I still believe they're going quarterback at pick 20. Steelers also signed, and this occurred on Friday, an all-pro punt returner, kick returner, who formerly was with the Patriots, Gunnar Olszewski. So whereas Ray Ray McLeod signed elsewhere with the San Francisco 49ers, Gunner, what a name, got to like that name, Gunner Olszewski, Zeus, I could see maybe sticking as a name with the Steelers. He's going to be your punt returner, your kick returner now. They fill a need here. He signed a two-year deal, $4.2 million. The dude's got some chops. You don't get that all-pro moniker without making things happen. And dude has done that, so glad to see that signing. That's a that's going to be a sneaky good signing. You look at that, you're like, eh, whatever. You can't undercut the value of good return men. Not just from explosive play value in terms of returns, but also ball security. We've had some ball security issues from McLeod in the return game. And while he produced... A little bit in his returns. This is an upgrade for the Steelers. And again, McLeod signs with the 49ers. James Washington, who was a free agent, he signs with the Dallas Cowboys, something that was forecasted by Des Bryant, former Cowboys receiver. He's there on a one-year deal. We'll see what he does there. And Juju... I was hoping that the Steelers could get him re-signed. Doesn't have the explosiveness that he had as a rookie anymore. But he goes to Kansas City. And wishing Juju nothing but luck. Wishing him the best. Hopefully he is successful there and is happy. We'll definitely miss his personality with this team in 2022. So, three receivers gone. Juju, Washington, Ray Ray. Who's the leader in that locker room? Who's going to lead those wide receivers? And here's the thing. You don't have a quarterback to be the leader of that offense. People are going to have to step up and assume leadership roles 
this year. We're going to have to have guys who take it upon themselves to say, hey, I'm the man here. I got this. But with all the challenges that Deontay Washington, Deontay Washington, man, I'm putting receivers together. (laughs) With all the challenges that Deontay Johnson has had with concentration and focus, and then the theatrics, I guess, of Chase Claypool, the maturity not fully being where it needs to be yet there with him. The Steelers are in need of a guy to come in and be that stabilizing force in the receiver room. One of the names that I was hoping the Steelers would examine and consider at wide receiver, DJ Chark, is no longer available. He signed with the Detroit Lions, so that is no longer a possibility. But the Steelers have to try and do something in free agency. The problem is there's not much out there. Jarvis Landry, who was recently cut by the Browns, he's 29 years old. Sure, he's had some injury history, but he has been solid. I would not be surprised if the Steelers make a run at him and if he signed. Because you can't go into the season with just Johnson, Claypool, and rookies that you draft. You can. Let me let me clean that up. You can go into it logistically, realistically speaking, but is that going to be the best thing to do considering the challenges with maturity, the challenges with focus that that group has had? So that'll be a position of interest, one to watch here this week to see what happens because they need to tighten that room up. The other position that still needs to be addressed that hasn't been done yet is safety. Thankfully, Terrell Edmonds is still out there. The Steelers were letting him test the market to see what type of value he can engender. I don't expect him to be unsigned for much longer. I would not be surprised if by the end of the day Sunday, we hear news around Terrell Edmonds. And the Steelers locking him up to a long-term contract or him signing elsewhere. The other name that has been thrown about at the strong safety position has been Tyron Matthew. He's going to command a pretty heavy dollar. That would be a pretty stout safety duo of Matthew and Fitzpatrick. But again, he's 30. I would go... Back to Edmonds, you're going to get more longevity from him. He hasn't played peak football yet. You've made the investment in this guy. You got to up him for more years. I think that's the best move to make. So hopefully we see some action at safety this weekend as well or early next week because those are two spots that the Steelers right now are desperate And you can't go into the draft with no options. So they have to sign A, a receiver, B, a safety. And then pretty much from there, whatever they do in free agency is just going to be piecemeal 
role players depth. And then you begin your true draft strategy because you know what you have going into April 29th and what you need to bolster. So that's the 30,000 foot view right now post these early free agency signings by the Steelers. Go ahead, Wynn. Say it, buddy. Who? Steel, studying. That's the little guest appearance from my youngest son, Winnie Pin, giving a shout out to all the studians. Say, what is up, Steel Studians? He's a Steelers fan. He just doesn't know it yet. Again, what a big week, unprecedented week for your Pittsburgh Steelers and just for AFC North football in general. How about Deshaun Watson? After all the speculation that the destination he wanted was Pittsburgh and then the that fell through or just fizzled. And then he was rumored to be either going to the Saints or to Atlanta. That fizzled and then surprise, surprised, he lands with the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns give up three first round picks, a third rounder and a fifth rounder, I believe. And man, that is a lofty amount of draft capital to give up for a player that you don't even know will be eligible to play this season. Based on what's transpiring with the allegations that he is facing. But as I said on an earlier session, if Watson is there and is playing in the AFC North, the quarterbacks are just loaded in AFC North football. You got Lamar Jackson. Sure, you could be critical of him this past season. He was hurt. But he is very talented. You've got Joe Burrow, played in a Super Bowl in his second year. Very talented. And now you have Deshaun Watson, who can put up numbers, who is mobile. Those are three high-caliber, almost elite-level quarterbacks that the Pittsburgh Steelers are now going to have to play each team twice a year. So that's six games against upper-level elite-level QBs. We thought the schedule was tough last year. It was. It's going to be tough again this year because the Steelers are playing, and you can make the argument now, the best division in football based on the quarterback play. And who do the Steelers have to show for it? Mitch Trubisky. Thanks, Wynn. Wynn just said good job. So Baker Mayfield, before the Watson trade was announced, he reported that he wanted out of Cleveland, didn't want to return. The report was that Cleveland wasn't going to budge, wasn't going to move on him. He was staying where he was in Cleveland. But now that the deal has been executed for Watson, they're going to move on from him. 
And people have been highly critical of Baker Mayfield. I have been slightly. I think he he's a talented guy and in the right system he can flourish, right? Support staffing. I'm sorry, but you're never going to convince me that that Cleveland organization is a quality place for players because look at all the chaos and failure that has transpired over the last several seasons and even before then. They have a lot of problems. You can argue that they are mismanaged. And so I still think there's an opportunity for Baker Mayfield in this league. Now, where will he end up? The reports are that he wants to go to Indianapolis. He wants to be a Colt. I cheer for the guy. I'd love to see that game. I'm not even sure if the Colts play the Browns this year, but I'd love to see that matchup. Also, rumors that Seattle potentially could trade for Mayfield, being that Drew Locke is right now their starter. You look at some of these other quarterback needy teams. Atlanta's kind of in the same position because Matt Ryan's ticked off that the organization pursued Watson. You have the Saints who were in need of a player. So Mayfield more than likely will end up at one of those spots. No, I don't believe the Steelers would kick the tires on Mayfield and bring him in. I believe he's going to be due $18 million this season. But somebody's going to give up some draft capital for him. I don't believe it's going to be a first-rounder, but his time is all but done in Cleveland. And just think, he was the number one overall pick. He had some promise. He He's played some good football. He trounced the Steelers in the postseason. Guy was on fire that game. So, again, the talent is there. And I'm rooting for him wherever he lands to get things re-centered, re-oriented, refocused. And I wish him nothing but success moving forward. So, free agency underway. A lot of players, a lot of quarterbacks have signed. And so, let's take a look at the draft in terms of quarterbacks and who has a need where these teams are picking and what potentially this means for the Steelers at number 20. So again, mentioned mentioned Seattle. They have a need at quarterback. They draft ahead of the Steelers. Atlanta has a need at quarterback. They are drafting ahead of the Steelers. New Orleans has a need at quarterback. They are drafting ahead of the Steelers. The Detroit Lions have a need at quarterback. They are drafting well ahead of the Steelers. Don't think they're going to burn a pick on a quarterback that early. So you have four teams that have needs. Again, Detroit is going to go best player available because they're going to have their shot at the full draft board, really. whoever they want. And Seattle, depending on what happens, if they try to land somebody, 
that will be indicative of what they do. And then you have the Saints who pick before the Steelers. So there's the reality that the Steelers may have to move up in this draft to get their guy. If it is Malik Willis, who right now is the top-rated quarterback in this class, or even for Kenny Pickett. Now, I know I had selected Kenny Pickett in the last version of my mock draft, and I've changed again on who I see the Steelers valuing as that top pick. Again, as new information comes in, I'm always revisiting my perspectives. But Kenny Pickett's going to be an older quarterback prospect. He'll be close to 25, if not 25. I don't have his birthday in front of me. The Steelers like youth at that position. And being that whichever quarterback they draft, they're going to sit for a while. They're going to want their age to be young so there is time for the player to develop. With that in mind, Malik Willis is that guy. And he is the most talented quarterback from a physical tool standpoint. He's got the best arm of this group. He's got the best athleticism and speed of this group. And his pro day is coming up here on March 22nd. That's Tuesday. Remember, any Steelers first-round pick over the last several years, Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert have been in attendance. We'll have to see if that is the case for Liberty's Pro Day. But I think he is the guy that they are targeting. If they do draft him, he'll come in and get some designed runs his first season. He's not going to get the start, but they will groom him and bring him along. So that's kind of where I'm standing right now with the quarterback position with Willis. I don't think he'll be there at 20. I'm sure they like Kenny Pickett. But again, the Steelers are a team that likes younger talent, younger players that have time to develop and grow into a role with the team. Well, here's the other thing that could happen too. And and again, I talked about this on a session the other day. This week, I'm going to get into reasons why the Steelers should not draft a quarterback or draft a quarterback in the middle rounds. Maybe they go after a quarterback in the middle rounds. Maybe maybe Desmond Ritter is available late. Maybe Sam Howell is available late. I'm going to look at those possibilities, trying to challenge my own thinking. But I want to try to have a full, complete, comprehensive perspective heading into this draft. So the question to ask ourselves after this first week of free agency is how much have the Steelers improved themselves and are they going to be competitive more so than they were in 2021 heading into next season? Yes, they have improved themselves, especially on the defensive side of the football, especially on the offensive line with still more moves to be made with still the draft ahead of them. So they have improved. How how much improvement? We don't know yet. But the other part to take into consideration here is how much better has the rest of the AFC North gotten? 
obviously Cleveland with Deshaun Watson. That's an upgrade at the corner quarterback position. And if you match the Steelers quarterback for quarterback with these other teams, no, they don't have that talent. But in other areas, they are growing. We don't know what to expect from Mitchell Trubisky yet. And I saw the argument out there this week, and I thought it was pretty interesting. And I believe it was Colin Coward, maybe, saying that Trubisky currently in this stage of his career is going to be better than what Ben Roethlisberger has been the last two years of his career because of his physical abilities waning. And I thought that that was an interesting take. And should that be the case, then you could argue that, yes, this will be a better team. Now, a better team doesn't mean a much greater win-loss record than they had this year because they still won nine games, but maybe it's a possible 10-win roster. Maybe. I would say right now, this team is hovering around eight or nine wins. And we still have to see what they do in the draft. And the other part, too, they're they're signing these guys. And there's a lot of optimism. For instance, Miles Jack, a lot of optimism. Who's to say that he's going to play at a high level? We're thinking that. He's going to come in and do that. We're thinking that about James Daniels. We're thinking that Akella Witherspoon steps up. It could be an outstanding starter. We're optimistic about what Levi Wallace could do, but we just won't know until we see the product on the field. So still a long ways to go before we can make any types of final conclusions on how just how much better this team has gotten. But here's the one thing that you can say is the Steelers organization is not being complacent. They're not sitting back. They're working to put together a winning team on the field. And it is exciting. It's a new era of Steelers football. This team is going to look pretty different in 2022. And yeah, primarily because the quarterback that you had for 18 years is now gone. This offense is now the Najee Harris show. And the defense is going to be expected to carry this team, which is why they are bolstering the defense with their signings. And again, I don't think they're done yet. And quite Quite possibly, if they don't go after quarterback in the first round, maybe they draft a defender. So, again, lots to be excited about, lots to be optimistic about. The draft strategy is coming into perspective and focus. We'll see what happens here at wide receiver and safety over the next couple days. I think we'll hear a signing, like I said, maybe before the end of the weekend. And that will give us a clear indication of what this team is considering doing moving forward. I want to close up today's show by offering my condolences to the family of John Clayton, Pittsburgh native who for the longest time covered the NFL and, and the Steelers. He passed away. That's sad news. So just want to send positive thoughts prayers and love to the Clayton family 
And that's going to do it for today's Still Study podcast. The Minka Fitzpatrick episode number 39. We're going to hit 40 next weekend. The study session continues. We are rolling along here. We're coming up on the one-year birthday of the Still Study. Very excited about that. And again, just want to thank all the listeners and readers out there. I can't tell you how much it means, your support of the site. Can't tell you how much fun I'm having because it's words don't do it justice. This is, this is my love, man. This is my passion, and I love doing this every day. Study session coming tomorrow, going seven days this week. Be sure to check it out. We're going to go seven days next week. We're going every day. No sleep. We're getting after it. Pittsburgh Steelers football, seven days a week. Hope you have a great weekend. Love to connect with you. You know how to do it. Comment, email, Twitter. Let's connect. Tell me what you want to see or get on next weekend's Saturday Steelers mailbag. Check out the podcast with Wexel, the Steel City Insider podcast. New episode coming next week. Special guest will be on. I'm not going to tell you who it is. I will give you an update when that will be recorded and published, but you want to check that out. And that's it. Yins. Yins, guys. Enjoy this March 19th. Hopefully you have beautiful weather. Enjoy your family and friends. Take a moment, pause, be grateful for everything in your life, even the challenges. And I will see you back here next week for episode 40 of the Steel Study Podcast. Have a great Saturday, everyone.